Lee Harrell is the Chief of Staff for Montgomery County Mayor Wes Golden. He stops by to talk with Charlie and Chris Smith about his journey from growing up in Arkansas and coming to call Montgomery County, Tennessee home, what a Chief of Staff does, and some exciting new projects coming to the county. Clarksville's conversation is powered by FM Bank. Lee Harrell. Yes, sir. Man, from Dixon County. Dixon County. Via Arkansas, right? Correct. Man, oh man. And then now you're the chief of staff for the Montgomery County mayor. You've been a ride. <laughs> I mean, who would have thunk it? <laughs> the good part is we get to learn more about that in a minute, but we need to learn about who you are and how you got here. So tell us about growing up. Arkansas, really? <laughs> Central, rural Arkansas, um, primarily Heber Springs, which is right on Greer's Ferry Lake. So a big tourist spot, but a relatively small community itself. And then West Memphis yeah, before mm-hmm. continuing to head east and landed in Dixon. Landed in Dixon. So, so how do you just land in Dixon? Because that's what happened to me. We yeah. moved to Dixon when I was five. Okay. Uh, Dad laid brick. So when he was working in Little Rock, we lived in Heber yeah. Springs. When he was working in Memphis, we lived in West Memphis. And then he landed work in Nashville and... They didn't want to be in. My parents didn't want to be in the city itself. Yeah, Dixon's a community they found and liked. Yeah, how old were you when you moved to Dixon? Ten. Ten. Yeah. Fifth grade. Fifth grade. So, uh, did you go to uh, Dixon County High School? Dixon County Senior High School. It was at the time because yeah. it was the only high school in the county. But That's now right. we have two. Well, now they right. have two. Mm-hmm. I graduated from there. Man, I, there's some great people come out of Dixon. <laughs> You're surrounded, Chris. Two thirds of this room. <laughs> wow. I know. Yeah. I know it. <laughs> So, so you go to Dixon, you, you go to high school, then what happens? Where do you go? You go to college? Went to college, started off at UT Knoxville. Um, didn't, everyone assumes it was grades related. I actually had decent grades, but only lasted there one semester. At the time, I wanted to be an educator. I was going mm-hmm. to be a teacher and a high school baseball coach was what I was thinking. So I transferred to Tennessee Tech. Yeah. Where I ultimately graduated, but prior to graduating, shifted majors to history with an eye on law school. So you, you grow up wanting to be a, a baseball coach and end up being a lawyer. Correct. <laughs> I, 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 That's I, not a shift. <laughs> <laughs> so did you play baseball a lot in school? I didn't growing up and in high school. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, first love baseball. So, yeah. so what, what makes someone uh, want to become a lawyer? I've always liked problem solving. I've always liked talking through things and in high school I did speech I did some debate yeah just really liked you know those opportunities those forums to discuss things Mm -hmm. so did you did you actually practice law no I've been licensed since 08 so license is active but I've never actually practiced once I uh, while at Tennessee Tech I interned at the state capitol fell in love with public policy and said you know what? I'm still going to go to law school, but I want to get into the world of lobbying. So, so that's what I ultimately did. After graduating, I worked for several years for the state Senate until the first lobbying opportunity came along through the Tennessee School Boards Association. So, so, so you lobbied for the Tennessee School Board Association. And what, what were some of the main topics that, that you were fighting for? Was there, is there a certain, one certain thing that sticks out to you? 
Well, of course. In 2011, um, we were the lead organization behind the legislation that ultimately repealed collective bargaining. Mm-hmm. So we weren't the most popular organization yeah. that year. <laughs> um, but that definitely sticks out as the, the biggest item we worked on. Mm-hmm. What made you fall in love with public policy? I've always liked working with people anyway. Mm-hmm. And at least at the time when I interned, it was 2001. So very different political landscape. But you, you saw how the process really worked. You saw the conversations and in the back rooms and the meetings and the collaborative nature of it most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I just really liked that. It wasn't, again, it's a little more contentious nowadays, but yeah. Yeah, kind of yeah. 22 years ago, it was a lot more uh, open, a lot more across the aisle work mm-hmm. than maybe the, um, you see in the papers or the TV mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you did that for how long? I was a Senate County, my internship. I was a Senate staffer for eight years. Yeah. I worked then six years with the school boards association, heading up their government relations. I then went to the Nashville area chamber of commerce where mm-hmm. I headed up their government relations for five years and then spent two sessions with an education nonprofit called Tennesseans for quality early education, uh, prior to taking this role. So, so, you know, you know, your way around government for sure. I do. Yes, sir. And uh, so and, and for so better or for worse. I yeah. For, well, it, it's for better. It's for better. Um, so so you, you've some kind of way end up as a chief of staff from Montgomery County. How does that happen? Believe it or not, I was, I was working at home. My, my past job, I primarily worked from home unless the uh, yeah. General Assembly was in session. Yeah. And I was on Twitter and saw the job announcement, saw the job posting. Yeah. Clicked on the job description and was like, you know, this is pretty much what I do every day mm-hmm. uh, in working with the General Assembly and people at the state level. So having worked on the Hill for so long, I reached out to now Mayor Pitts, who was in the Tennessee House for yeah. 10 or so years. Uh, <clears throat> asked him about the position, asked him how the city and the county work together, asked him what he thought about what I could bring to the table with the position. And he said, I think you'd be great. So I applied and fortunately landed the jig, landed the gig. And that was with, uh, so Mayor Durrett is the one that actually hired you for, hired you, right? Correct. I had about two and a half months with Mayor Durrett before Mayor Golden was sworn in. Yeah. So did you know Mayor Durrett prior to that or was it? Uh, I didn't. I, um, having worked primarily in Nashville, I, yeah. this was the opportunity. The first time I actually met now Mayor Golden, then Mayor Durrett was through the interview and application process. You know, you know, I think it's, you know, a lot of people think, well, uh, not necessarily about you, but sometimes when people come to town that they might not necessarily be from around here. Mm-hmm. But growing up in Dixon, working in Nashville and being in that area, you you know a lot about our region. Just it's not by accident. I mean, you probably cl- came to Clarksville a lot before you ever thought about living or working in Clarksville. Yeah, every, every now and then, working with the Nashville Area Chamber, you know, we worked collaboratively with local governments and chambers throughout the region, so mm-hmm. we were up here every now and then. Um, we'd moved up here three years before I even applied for this job, so we were. my wife grew up just across the Kentucky state line, oh. and that's where her family still is, and we, they were one at the time. We have five-year-old twins now, but they were one, and we needed a little more parental help. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been um, there. So... 
Uh, it was, you know, very good school system in the region, close to her family, and mm-hmm. it checked all the right boxes. Okay. And we love it. Yeah, yeah. So what? how can you describe the difference between working, like, in a state office versus a county, more of a local office? It's easier to get things done locally. There aren't as many personalities. Uh, there aren't as many players, if you will. You've mm-hmm. got 132 legislators, yeah. a governor, various departments. Here <clears throat> we have 21 commissioners, so... That seems overwhelming to some people, but it's it's much more easily navigated, in yeah. my opinion, than um, a really intensive committee process on the House side, committee process on the Senate side. Where is the administration on this? So it's 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 not easy, but it's easier to solve problems locally. Is is there one thing that stands out in your work every day? I, I know it's probably every day is a new day, right? But right. is there something over the last year or so that has just been on your plate every day? Or is it, or is it just a, it could be anything. I'm sure your day changes frequently. Yeah, no two days are alike. You know, the mayor often says, we don't have bad days, we might have bad meetings, but you never know who else is coming in the door after that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so, so sometimes it's a roller coaster, but I enjoy that. I enjoy the randomness, the spontaneity. It's one of the things I liked about Capitol Hill was there was no such thing as a routine. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't know what issues were going to pop up from time to time and require attention that you never could have forecasted. Um, so, yeah, every day is different. Um, you know, the mayor on his campaign talked a lot about the Juvenile Resource Center that he feels that mm-hmm. – this region needs. And so we talk a lot about that. We're doing a lot of homework on what that would look like as far as programming, um, location, mm-hmm. as you can imagine, everyone's interested in where that will ultimately go. But interested is a good way to, uh, to put that. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, but just talking to as many people as we can about the issue yeah. to, to yeah. just to educate them on what our goals are, what the goals of that center would be and the current situations, mm-hmm. current problems that our kids and families are facing without yeah. having that resource center locally. And, mm-hmm. and I've, I've seen some of the talk about that and it seems like, you know, we're, we pay when we send folks to other facilities, right? Correct. But then if we build one, we're not sending that money, but we have the the expenses of that building and the staffing and all that. So I guess you, you have to work through all those budgetary items to figure out, is it worth doing? That's right. It's not going to be cheap. I mean, any kind yeah. of, you know, judicial system processes and resources are, are, are expensive, but we feel the kids deserve it right now. It's not just money we're sending to other counties. It's you know it's the kids themselves. We're you know we're, we're removing them from their family, from their support system, and in some cases hauling them as far as Sevier County, mm. where two officers are off the road here transporting that juvenile to Sevier County, and then most likely a day or two or three later, the law requires within seventy two hours, they've got to travel back out there to get that juvenile to come before a judge. Here. Mm-hmm. We had a situation once where a child was in the Rutherford County facility, and our juvenile uh, court people do an amazing job. I mean, they're up at 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning trying to find beds for these kids. Um, but we had one situation in Rutherford County where one of the juveniles complained that they were sick. 
that he was sick. And they called the police department or the sheriff's office one here and said, hey, that's not our responsibility. So two mm-hmm. officers had to drive down to take the young man to the ER. Holy cow. And then back wow. to the facility and then back to Montgomery County. So it, it, it's yeah. a lot. But again, the, the, the big issue there is the child's away from their home. They're just being housed. There aren't yeah. the resources or additional um, assistance to that for that family or for that child mm-hmm. like there would be with a local facility. And I think one thing that a lot of people really don't understand is, you know, you work for the mayor, but the mayor is not over uh, the sheriff and the trustee and all these other offices. They're all elected officials. You may have some influence when you speak with them, but they run their departments the way they want to, right? They do. They're, yeah, they're all, most of the ones you just mentioned are constitutional yeah. officers. They're elected just like um, the county mayor. And fortunately, we have a good relationship, open dialogue with all of those folks. Yeah. But at the yeah. end of the day, all we can do is meet with, offer advice and opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't dictate much of anything to them. So what exactly, um, in layman's terms, is your role as chief of staff um, to the uh, the county mayor? Um, in a nutshell, I'm kind of a right-hand man, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, I'm technically over all the, the departments as well. Mm-hmm. There are, I think, 40-ish uh, departments. We have roughly 1,200 employees that, mm-hmm. according to our org chart, um, I'm technically over. Mm-hmm. But... The meetings with the mayor, budget sessions, updates, that dominates the vast majority of my time, which is why you saw the mayor recently request and get funding for from the commission for the director of continuous improvement so that we have someone internally proactively working with the departments. Um, Time management-wise, I was pretty – I've been forced to kind of be reactive versus proactive Mm -hmm. with those Mm -hmm. folks. Yeah. Um, Andrew Kester got that position. We, uh, he was offered the position and accepted, and he's going to be working with each department on on needs, on challenges, but then also on goals, metrics, timelines mm-hmm. for for making sure we're doing everything we can in efficient in efficient manner for the citizens of Montgomery County. Yeah, and Andrew, he's he's just a great guy. I he mean, is. He's worked, you know, through the veteran service organizations mm-hmm. and and uh, and all that stuff, and he just. He knows how to help people. And, and we're blessed that he was interested in this position because he already comes in knowing the department heads, having the respect of the department heads. Mm-hmm. So there's no real learning curve there as far as the organization or the, or the people who are heading those up. Mm-hmm. Is there, is there um, I don't know if you can categorize it, the most fun part of your job versus maybe something that's maybe not that much fun <laughs> that you got to deal with? Yeah. <laughs> um, I love working with people. I love talking to people, meeting with people. Yeah. Um, and then that kind of segues into problem solving. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've always been of the mindset that with an issue, there doesn't have to be a winner and a loser. That the vast majority of issues or problems, a solution can be found that everyone can at least live with. On Capitol Hill, they often said, if no one likes a bill, it's probably a pretty good bill. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. that means yeah. not one party got everything they wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I try to you know, lead, lead with consensus to bring everybody to the table and to, to at least be an, you know, an optimistic facilitator yeah. for finding those solutions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I watch a lot that goes on with our city and county governments 
And I think one of the coolest things y'all get to do but can never talk about is when you're doing uh, business and industry recruitment mm-hmm. and, and how you work through pilots or incentives uh, in working with the state to attract those businesses. And I know you can't really tell us about things that are on the on the table now, but I mean, that's a pretty big part of your job, too, isn't it? It, it is. Those meetings are, are really, really important. Our Economic Development Council does an amazing job. Um, I think Clarksville and Montgomery County have probably made more announcements than any other region. Yeah, sizable, so. yeah. I mean, remarkably sizable announcements over the past few years than any other community across the state. So a lot of time and attention there. Um, a lot of it from our role is just kind of the collaborative support. Yeah, We want companies that are looking at this area to know that – the county is going to be there. The city is going to be there. The school system is going to be there. Our higher ed institution is going to be there because um, that's not that is fairly unique mm-hmm. to, to this community. There's not so not many things like, like that. that, you know, where we take it for granted that everybody is getting along with each other and everybody's on the same page and that we're growing, you know, but. There's a lot of communities that are shrinking, that are yeah. in constant mm-hmm. strife with one another, where the department's heads and city mayor don't like each other. And That's right. We've, we're kind of in a, a unique position that way. We're blessed, and um, we've we got to make sure we continue that trend. Again, mm-hmm. city, county, Austin P school system, Fort Campbell, it's a very collaborative yeah. community, and we're truly, truly blessed. And every time I hear someone from Fort Campbell speak, they, they, they reference that and how— yeah. When they've gone to other bases or talked to the colleagues on other bases, it's it's very unique here, and mm-hmm. I think that's why we have so many that come back here if if they um, if they do leave. Talk a little bit about because um, you know in Montgomery County we're not just maintaining what's going on. There's all kinds of new projects and new initiatives and things like that happening, and particularly just with the uh, recent opening of FN and Bank Arena is what. Um, what has that process been like, getting that open, and what are some of the challenges coming up for county government? Um, or, or is it pretty much you, you, it's, it's rolling and you can set aside now? Like, what, what's, where are we with that? Well, we still have plans to, um, to build a garage right mm-hmm. there um, off of First uh, downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're still trying to work through the process with the developer and with the property owner to actually get the land in the county's name. Um, that was that's a process I thought would be a little easier, but there are a lot of T's to, to mm-hmm. cross and I's to dot. Um, but but that will be big for the growth of downtown. Fortunately, whether it was the uh, Haven Madison concert or the grand opening of the arena on Saturday, uh, there we there, there weren't too many parking or traffic issues. Mm-hmm. Our our city and county workers are doing an amazing job. Um, we we certainly know we need more parking solutions, but in the short term, before that's built. It looks like through existing parking, Austin P opening their lots that that we'll be able to to weather any potential storm until we can yeah. get that parking I, infrastructure built. Yeah, I was there Saturday. I parked three blocks away. I didn't have any problem. There was plenty of parking at the place where I parked and just walked over three. You know, it's three blocks, so I couldn't see it from where I was parked. But it was probably less than the distance you'd walk at a Walmart parking lot. So. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, right. that's yeah. true. You could park a long way from Walmart and never, never bad an eye at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I didn't really hear anybody complaining about parking at the either. event. They were just excited about that it happened. You know, it so. was a great event. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of families there. You know, my wife and kids were there, and they had a blast. So mm-hmm. hopefully, it's getting the community more and more excited. You know. Th- the announcements of Disney on Ice and Justin Moore and Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol and yeah. all those. So 
I think there's I think there's a buzz that's growing. Mm-hmm. Um, people now seeing the, the acts actually booked yep. is is very very exciting. And, and as that reputation, you know, as as people visit here, as as that reputation for you know hospitality and amenities at the arena, hopefully, just more and more acts, concerts, yep. tours, in addition to Austin P men's and women's basketball, which, right. will, which will be fun there. You know, and you you got to think about it. The the county partnered with one of the best and strongest um, partners they could get with the Nashville Predators and Sabretooth Sports and Entertainment. Mm-hmm. For them to be able to, you know, partner with with them and Austin P and be able to run that facility and have people know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're not learning on the fly. They actually know what that's they're right. doing. I think that's that we're light years ahead of somebody just starting on their own. Mm-hmm. That's right. And um you know, a lot of people don't realize it, but the arena in Nashville, which obviously the Preds also operate, is the number number one booked arena in the world. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that yep. having that expertise and professional experience from day one was was really important. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, Clarkson Montgomery County is uh, is blowing up, and it's fun to watch. I mean, Chris covers it every day, mm-hmm. you know, for Clarksville now, and you're living it every day, and I'm a, a innocent bystander watching y'all work, and I appreciate what y'all are doing because mm-hmm. every day it's a new news story and mostly good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you've had to do a lot of, you know, negotiating stuff. You've worked a lot with the legislature. Um, mm-hmm. How is that? Um, are you finding yourself in that role again, sort of negotiating between county government and um, legislative bodies or is, and folks at the state? Or are you able to just focus everything really just on the uh, Montgomery County? Most, vast majority of my focus has been on county government. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we spent a couple of days in Nashville as we were talking through some of the the priorities of the county, mm, with our legislative agenda. delegation, mm-hmm. with our legislative agenda, right? Um, but we're fortunate we have a really good legislative agenda. I mean, excuse me, re- legislative delegation. So they work their tails off on our behalf. Mm-hmm. And so they look to us for direction. They look for us for those priorities so that when items come up in committees or on the House or Senate floor, they know where we are. And they, you know, same with the city, same with Austin P. They They do a very good job of working with us, getting our input. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, and having a good relationship with the state is really important, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to, uh, you know, trying to get roads and, and money for different projects. So a lot of people don't understand those relationships are are key mm-hmm. to maybe getting a step ahead in that game. And that's absolutely what I miss the most, is just the friendships and relationships I had. Mm-hmm. Having. I mean, if you if you had my Senate years, my lobbying years, I was there twenty one years. So wow. basically, all I'd ever known before, yeah, before coming yeah. to the county. But again, a lot of the skill sets, a lot of the day to day interactions, were translated seamlessly to yeah. just the county work. So yeah, mm-hmm. been very very blessed, very very excited about this job. Again, it's it's exciting to be working on policy solutions and on projects. They're directly impacting the community where yeah. where my family lives, and in 20 days, where my kids will be in public schools. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, we sure appreciate you joining us and and the work you you're doing for for our community in a whole. Um, is there is there 
Any secrets you want to tell us? Any big projects out there you want? Now's a great time to just let it out of the bag. Right, or anything Chris? that citizens, uh, anybody who's listening might, could do to help improve the county or, or, or understand something more about the county that maybe we haven't touched on? I would say it's if, if you hear something, if you see something, if you read something, ask questions. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of calls with people who see something on Facebook or Twitter, yeah, and it's just inaccurate or it's not the whole story or all the details. And um, most calls we get with somebody who's maybe upset or concerned about something, they hang up pleasantly surprised that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) Give give you a chance to listen and that we want to, we want to talk to people, work with people and get the good word out there. Well, we sure appreciate you joining us and you come back when you want to, you know, tell us the secret. I'll do it. Charlie, I appreciate you having me, Chris. All right. Thanks so much. Yes, sir. Thanks. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation.